Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. We're off to Newbury this week on the pod, uh, covering three races from their Saturday card with the big race of the weekend at the Betfair. Uh, one of our three races under focus. And then, as always, off to uh, our travels to Scotland, Football Trixie, top, middle and bottom. Uh, but it's uh, welcome along, everyone. It's uh, racing first, tan to Newbury, starting with the 1.30, the serial winner's handicap hurdle. Ben, uh, welcome along, mate, and uh, you can start us off with that one. On a tonic, yeah, the uh, 1.30 Newbury Class C handicap. Um, I have a short list for this one of Young Butler, Wise Guy, Equinus and Kintara. Uh, Young Butler, he's having a second start for Harry Derham in this. Uh, he won over 3 mile 1 in Newbury last time out as a Class 2 race, so he's dropping back in class here. Uh, Harry Derham, doing well at the minute. He also has some solid stats with his last time out winners, especially those that start at 7-1 to one or less. Uh, with those types, he's 12 wins and 6 places from 25 qualifiers. It's almost a 50% strike rate. Uh, pulls in over 22 points profit, so there are definite positives there for young Butler. Wise guy, he reverts back to hurdles here after what I'm assuming is a, an aborted chasing campaign now. And Nicky Henderson does have some decent stats with his hurdlers at Newbury under similar circumstances. If you look at Henderson in Newbury class three or four handicap hurdles over two mile three to three mile one during the February to April period and with Geldings age six or older, he is nine wins and five placed efforts from 26 runners. 35% win strike rate, 54% win a place strike rate, uh, but 82 points profit. So you can get a few big one, big price ones sneaking in under those conditions. Uh, wise guy, he is still an unexposed type as well. He's only had the eight career starts. Equinus, he was running at class two level in his last two starts. Maybe find that company a little too hot. So this dip back in a class three, I think, will be a positive for him. And um, we could see an improved effort from Equinus in this. And Quintara, the other on my shortlist, he's moved from the Kim Bailey yard to the Mel Rowley yard over the summer. This new trainer sent him straight into handicap hurdles. And he's been rewarded instantly. He's won his first two starts and then going down by less than a length in a class two water class to about a mistake at the last costing him victory in that one. Uh, it looks a strong stair, uh, one that also handles plenty cut underfoot, so the deteriorating conditions will be ideal for him. And Quintara is where my money is going to go in this one. I like the, the Rolle-Deutsch partnership in handicaps. They've got a 64% winning play strike rate in handicaps. And hopefully those stats will be boosted further with a, a big run from Quintara. What you got, Tony? Uh, I've got Quintara as well, mate. I'm with you on that one. Uh, missed out on a hat rig of wins at Warwick, finishing second of eight over uh, three mile one furlong. As you say, Charlie Deutsch uh, seems to be getting on well with Quintara after he's, uh, the Geldings move from Kim Bailey. So, uh, yeah, and I think it's more to do with Charlie Deutsch and um, riding rather than uh, David Bass, to be honest with you. But uh, Quintara, for me, I marked that down as uh, six to one. It's uh, just flashed up five to one now. So, uh, money as we speak for Quintara. Um, three, the um, GA Henty, who's uh, 
well fancied as well. Three race maiden by Milan out of a presenting mare. Looks a bit lazy to me, looking at the replays. Whether he's still learning at seven, I don't know, but he wouldn't be for me, even though he, he pops up on the shortlist. And also American Sniper, uh, three from 13 over hurdles. He's placed at this venue as well as soft ground. But bits and bobs of worry for me. They're more negatives than positives, I think, for American Sniper. So Kintara and Equinus. Uh, as you mentioned there as well, around 10 to 1, 2 from 9 over hurdles, well held in a couple of Class 2 contests uh, this term, uh, but won a Class 3 event at Aintree in October, uh, and placed here, he's been placed here, he's won on soft, both career wins have come left-handed, and not out of the first three in three starts in Class 3 contests. Equinus at around 10s, and Kintara, if you can get an each-way price, on that for me in the uh, 1.30 at uh, 2.40 at Newbury Game Spirit Chase Grid 2 over 2 miles and half a furlong uh, Ben what's your fancy here? Yeah Game Spirit just the 6 runners going to post here uh, no surprise so it's now the 12th year in a row there's been no more than 6 runners in the race but in fairness it's, it's a decent enough bunch lining up this year uh, Funambul Savola turns up this year looking for his third Game Spirit victory. Uh, he's won the last two renewals. Not actually won since he landed the race last season. Newbury is a track he loves. Uh, his chase format of the track is three wins and a second from four starts. And he does have his prime conditions to shoot for again. Uh, a great two level below. Fields of eight or less and tracks with some sort of undulations. He has seven wins and a place from ten starts. But is he as good as he once was? Probably not. Uh, well, yeah, an easy lead in this, like he did the last two years. I'd say almost certainly not. If he is ever going to, to bounce back to form again, Funambul Savoa, I think it will likely be in this race. Um, probably not for me this year, though. Edward Stone currently sits at the, the head of the market. I don't think he's really looked the same horse since he unseated in the, the Desert Orchid Chase in 2022. And it's a bit hard to figure out right now. don't think the recent rain will have been a benefit to him either, so I'm inclined to take him on at tight odds. At Boot Hill, he's a horse I like. I uh, think he was already looking beaten when he fell at Kempton last time out, so I'm not 100% convinced he's a graded horse. He could be, but I'm not convinced enough to be taking around 2-1 for him. Uh, Calico, I'm pretty sure, is not a graded player. Wrong at the weights for most of them here as well. I think it'd be quite something for him to be landing this uh, off the back of being beaten in a Class 2 handicap off a mark of 142 last time out. Amarillo Sky also wouldn't have him as a graded player and it would be serious effort to be landing this on his first start for almost 400 days. Which kind of leads me staring at editor Dejit, who ran a stinker last time out at Cheltenham in the rearranged Clarence House chase. They reach for first-time cheap pieces here with him. Uh, if they spark him in a bit of life, then he does have conditions to suit. At grade 2 level or less, enough breaks of 70 days or less, and over trips shorter than 2 mile 1, six wins from nine, so he can do it under these conditions. Uh, Niall Hulhan and Gary Murley also have some decent-looking stats in Newbury chases and hurdles over 2 mile 1 or shorter in fields of 11 or less. They're eight wins and a place from 14 runners under those conditions. Um, and I am going to take a, a tentative swing at editor Dujit here. But it, at least a bit of a bugger of a race, I thought, Tony. What do you think for the game spirit? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I wasn't happy um, doing the uh, research on it as, as well. But I'm with you on editor Dujit. 
as well. First time cheap piece is interesting. I don't think he did anything wrong at Cheltenham last month when he was last of five. It's just he's not up to grade one level anymore, but he showed he was still up to grade two level winning the Desert Orchid uh, back in December. They're uh, beating Noob Negra from, uh, by three lengths as uh, five to one. Uh, so I'll be with Editor Dijik tomorrow uh, with you, hopefully getting an, an each way um, price on it. And uh, I think Fun and Bull Savola, I think it's a bit of an insult, is uh, 10 to 1. I think he can come back uh, to uh, to a little bit of form. He is obviously, as you said, Ben, he hasn't won since this race, winning this race for the second time last year, uh, off a £10 higher mark as well. He's, he's come down £10. Um, and I just think... Obviously, I think this has been the t- this will be the target uh, to try and win a hat trick of these. Uh, obviously, you won't have um, the the pace as uh, last year. Looking at the GG's pace angles as well uh, on GG's.co.uk. Um, but Venetia Williams trained. Obviously, Charlie Deutsch. They're in good form, and uh, I think Fun and Bulls uh, Savola can possibly hit the frame. Um, obviously, there's only two places up for grabs tomorrow with six runners, but. Uh, I think there's a bit of a an insult uh, having him in double figures at the moment, even though he is uh, badly out of form. But I'll be certainly looking at Editor Dijik uh, tomorrow as well. 3.15 at uh, Newbury is the Betfair Hurdle, Class 1 race, over two miles and half a furlong. Ben, it's the big one. Uh, what do you fancy in the Betfair Hurdle? Yeah, nice and chunky, 24 runner field gets stuck into, uh, as is often the case with this, a race of this nature, a longish sort of shortlist, which is, tell her the name, Iberical Lord, Norman Fletcher, Alvany Origni Mill, and Ito Dito. Uh, tell her the name, one of the many unexposed types in here. He's won two of his four hurdle starts to date, makes his handicap debut in this. And he's one I actually have down as an exciting chase prospect for next season. And I'm guessing Ben Pauly must be thinking the same hence why he's fired him in a handicap like this at this stage of his career. Uh, if all goes to plan they'll probably be aiming him at graded novice chases next season so they may as well uh, they may as well try and make use of his unexposed and probably well handicapped nature in this. Can't help but notice though that he's, he's run right handed three times, recorded two wins and a no second and on his one try left handed he ran poorly and finished pulled up. Now might not have been the left-handed track that caused the pull-up. It's a niggle for me, so for now, anyway. Um, but I do like to tell her the name, but it's a niggle on the track. Uh, Iberical Lord started the season in fine form by winning the Great Wood Hurdle. Failed to, to fire next time at Ascot. He finished 7th of 9. Probably excusing me effort, though, is that it was running good ground in his, his best form to date. From limited evidence, admittedly, it's, its best form has come on soft and heavy ground, so you could could be a bounce back to form here. I be the cool lord on the, the softer ground. Norman Fletcher for the Twist and Davies team. Now he's one that definitely interests me. Um, Norman Fletcher, he's shown consistent form throughout his nine race career so far, and he also fits the profile of the three previous Twist and Davies winners of this race. Now, the trainers won this three times since 2014. All three of his winners had seven to ten previous career starts, zero or one previous handicap hurdle starts and finished first, second or third in a hurdle race at class three level or above last time out. Now, Twist and Davies has sent four horses to the race with that profile. They finished fourth, first, first and first. So 
I think he could well have been planning this raid with Norman Fletcher from some way out, hopefully. Um, Alvany, now he's one of the Willie, Willie Mullins riders, yet to win the race in 19 attempts, although he has gone close a couple of times. He sends three this year, one of them currently the, the reserve. And Alvany is by far the one with the strangest profile. Indeed, we covered him on the pod before um, when you're on it, Weatherby in November. And we question what he's up to with the horse then. And mm. now I'm thinking, is this what he's been planning all along? <laughs> um, it's still, I mean, it still looks an odd one. His last two starts has been beaten in a class three handicap at Weatherby, a class four novice hurdle market racing. And they were over two mile three and two mile six. Those runs came after he won a two mile Galway maiden very easily in September. He's been off since the Weatherby run. So he's returned here off a 98 day break, back down in trip, and this is actually the only trip he's ever won over, incidentally. They removed the hoodie wore last time out, and then things are muddied further by the booking of Brian A. Frost, <laughs> which is only the fourth time he has ever booked Brian A. Frost. So there's plenty going on with the horse, and none of it makes any sense. <laughs> but, but you know, has this been the plan all along? Um, I guess we'll see soon enough, Tony. But... Um, yeah, it's Alvin, he's, he's one of those, like, I don't know what is, what's going on with it, but the plan will come to fruition at some point. Um, another two on my shortlist, you've got Origni Mill and Ito Ditto. They're, uh, they're both last time at winners, stepping up grade. Could be interesting shouts for the places at decent odds. Um, so the race, plenty to chew over, but I am going to side with Norman Fletcher. I think he looks big. Uh, around 25 to 1, especially with five and six places on offer. So, Norman Fletcher for me. Good Tony. lad. What, what have you got for this one? Uh, he's got three in the race as well, hasn't he, um, Mullins? Which is quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. He's got only one. a matter of time. He's got Alvany and uh, Castle Demotts as well, which is the most uh, fancied one. Yeah, one, I think one's a reserve, so I don't know if it's going to get in. Ah, right. So, yeah, oh, Alvany, that's fascinating, isn't it? I mean... I don't know. I don't know what he's doing with it. And we've said this before. <laughs> yeah. And that, that one, in, that, that run at Weatherby was the only one he, he had sent over. Unless... Uh, I just... I have no I, idea. Well, I, I, wonder, I wonder if he's trying to get a decent mark, you know? Um, as in, like, this is how good this horse is. Yeah. Not very good. Don't pump on £10 like you usually do for an Irish rider. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What about Cheltenham? Maybe. Mm, I don't use an entry for Cheltenham but I suppose handicaps are not out yeah the handicaps won't be out yet I don't think but yeah. um, blimey yeah very interesting mate very interesting uh, me I've come down on uh, Rigney Mill which is quite interesting isn't it uh, Spirit Danu uh, Altabelli and uh, Aberico Lord Aberico Lord two from six over hurdles never going last time out um, uh, at Ascot go, uh, not good right handed he's two from three left handed so that might have been an excuse for him he's a distance winner as well as a soft ground winner um, I'll be certainly looking at Iberico uh, Lord uh, tomorrow, looking for a, an each way uh, little tickle on that. Altabelli running well in defeat and three starts this term, possibly pro- pro- possibly um, disappointing 
um, connections because of how we finished um, last season. You know, winning it, uh, winning it a bumper, then a couple of maiden or a maiden hurdle, then a novice hurdle at Carlisle, and uh, possibly had high hopes for uh, Altabelli uh, this time round. But he hasn't quite um, hasn't quite started running yet. But uh, uh, interesting to see. Altabelli tomorrow, uh, that's around 8 to 1. Spirit Danu is uh, obviously an interest with Gary Moore. Kaelin Quinn claims £3. Uh, that'll be interesting tomorrow, and that's around uh, 14 to 1. He's uh, coming off the back of a win at uh, a handicap hurdle at Sandown over two miles on heavy ground uh, when he beat uh, nine rivals, three and a half lengths. And that was his. Um, well, I think it was his fifth win in uh, six starts, I think, as well, Spirit Dano. So he's running really well, is Spirit Dano. Uh, distance winner as well. And uh, Arigny Mill as well is, is interesting, isn't he? Um, from Victor Dartnell. I think if it was from a bigger, uh, more fanciable trainer name, uh, I think he'd be a bit shorter than his 14 to 1. I'll be certainly interested in uh, how uh, Regney Mill runs tomorrow, distance winner and he comes uh, here off the back of two wins in December at Wincanton and at Kempton over two miles at the Christmas meeting, uh, handicap hurdle beating seven rambles, seven and a half lengths uh, there at odds of 9 to 1 so Regney Mill is uh, interests me, Spirit Danu interests me and uh, Abarico Lord uh, is all, we'll also I'll have a little uh, closer look at that tomorrow and uh, get the old uh, ggs.co.uk tomorrow out and have a look at the uh, the pace angles uh, once again and if there's any ground changes as well uh, looking at um, uh, ggs tomorrow Altabelli as well is also on the short list but uh, I think he he may well miss out and probably looking at Spirit Danu and Aberico Lord. Uh, tomorrow, that's in the uh, the big race, Betfair Hurdle, and shop around for best prices. There's uh, some seven places with uh, William Hill and Skybet at the minute, and uh, six places with Paddy Power and Bet Three Six Five. But uh, shop around for uh, the places there tomorrow. Okay, it is uh, time. Uh, it's that time again. The one you've all been waiting for. Top, middle, and bottom. <laughs> footballers you cannot explain why it just happens chasing a ball around a park wanting one team to win against the other oh jeezy peeps man Yes, the bit of the pod you've all been waiting for, top, middle and bottom, before this week's selections. Ben, an update of uh, the current state of uh, my plus or minus. <laughs> um, quickly before we get on to that, the adequate League Channel Festival Handicaps, 20th of February. Um, I knew it was soon. Um, that's when the Channel Festival Handicaps our entries are so we can ah, right. for that. Yeah, yeah. The mullins. The, the but well, anyway, top of the bottom, last week's results two out of three for both of us. Now, once again, damn TNS stopped me getting a full house and Sterling Albion couldn't quite hang on against Cove to get you the full house, but you were close, Tony. I tell you, you were close. Uh, both of us came away with profits of plus 1.26. Current totals are me plus 3.4, Tony minus 32.33. Uh, this week, Scottish Cup fifth round, so the top section will be from there. Middle and bottom, the same two leagues. Uh, my top, middle and bottom, 
top Partick Thistle to beat Livingston at 6-4. to four. Uh, I think Partick look good for this one. Uh, Livingston have only won one of their last 18 matches, losing 14 of them. They've not won away from home in their last 12 matches, losing the last nine away matches. Partick are unbeaten in the last seven matches at home. They've won five of the last six at home. So it is Partick Thistle for me in the top section. Middle, Queen of the South to beat Kelty Harps at 17-10. to 10. Not an easy round to find some value in the first division this week, but I have gone for Queen of the South. And I'm not sure Kelty's recent form is good enough to make them favourites for this. And Queen of the South have picked up more points on the road than they have at home this season, so they travel well. And I will take Queen of the South for the away win. At the bottom... East Fife instead has Muir to draw at 23-10. to 10. Um, It's been a tight fixture in recent times. Stenay have won two. East Fife have won once. And the other two have been draws. Sten has Muir have only been winning by the odd goal recently. And East Fife have the boost of getting a new manager during the week with Ooh. the legend that is Dick Campbell taking over. So <laughs> I'll take East Fife to hold the league leaders to a draw here. Um, my top, middle and bottom is... Top, Park Thistle, middle, Queen of the South, bottom, East Fife, and Stenhouse Muir to draw. Tony, what do you have? I've got in these, got no explanations for me, because I, I do sound, make trying to make it sound like I know what I'm on about, and I clearly don't, <laughs> uh, given recent results. So I will quickly say, Scottish Cup, Partick to beat Livingston in 6-4, I'm with you there, Ben. Uh, middle, Allaway to beat Sterling at 11-10, to 10, and uh, bottom, I'm against you here, Stenhouse Muir away at East Fife, 17 to 20. So, uh, Partick to beat Livingston, Alloa to beat Sterling, Stenhouse Muir to beat East Fife. Dick Campbell's East Fife. Dick Campbell. Uh, many thanks for listening. Latest edition of the Racing Pod Blast. Very best luck with your betting at Newbury uh, this week. And I will we'll say it on air, uh, thank you very much to Ben for doing the scripts every week as well. That is a big, big, big help. Uh, remember, if you're nearly rising, catch me on Shadow Radio weekdays, 6 o'clock. And you can catch uh, more from Ben over on nowinthefield.co.uk. Big thanks for listening this week. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Tony. And have a great weekend, everybody.